0: So we got a couple of guests in the studio today, uh, Pat Gallagher and Veronica Stevenson.
1: Hello. Hello.
0: <laughs> How you guys doing?
1: Good, thank Good. you. Thank Good to you. be here.
0: Um, yeah. So you guys are from the Otago Polytechnic Workspace. Yes, we are. Um, what is that for people who don't know?
1: Uh, it's it's kind of a a fusion, um, interdisciplinary hub, um, within research and enterprise mm-hmm. at uh, Otago Polytechnic. We employ like 50 industry professionals from product design, web development, graphic design, um, prototype um, development, engineering and they're all this kind of this happy hub working on lots of different projects and we um, employ graduates as well so um, we're able to kind of give them real world experience with um, commercial uh, opportunities, Mm -hmm. kind of cut their teeth on before they go out into the big bad world. Yeah. So
0: it's 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 quite different from like the school part of Otago Polytechnic, isn't it? Very different. Because you know people are being hired, money is being made. It's 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 a it's a commercial enterprise, isn't it?
1: It is. It's basically uh, we've got a lot of um, machinery and capabilities and people who have h- had. 30 or 40 years of industry experience in in engineering and product development and they've come to work with us and it's part educational facility part commercial enterprise so Mm -hmm. we're engaging with Otago Museum, um, the Early Settlers Museum, um, uh, the 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 Southern District Health Board, um, lots of different commercial clients doing everything from signage, app development, Mm -hmm. prototyping, manufacturing. So it's quite so exciting. So
0: uh, app development, but you guys you go, you guys do tons of stuff in in meat space as well, right? Like you do like real pro- real, you know objects
1: mm-hmm. kind of that. Yeah. One of my um one of my, my favourite stories out of it is we got approached by a, a lolly company who were hand carving all of the moulds for their lollies. Um, and, you know, if you spend a while doing that and you mess one up, then you've just got a mould that ha- makes messy lollies ever mm-hmm. everyone. It takes a long time. Mm-hmm. And we were able to um, do some injection moulding and rapid prototyping around some... Uh, some designs for them, and now they've. Got, it's much faster to market, and they can put different ranges out and lots of different, and much more detailed. Uh, they.
0: That's really good. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, so whereas you might have had just like a, a spherical lolly before, or whatever. Yeah. Now you can do patterns and stuff, and more efficiently and.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yep.
2: That's very cool. It's a really cool story because it, it it does promote um sort of our abilities to. Um, think in products, services and systems so we've become um, sort of less sort of stuck down the route of solving problems and you know just with physical objects but being able to actually look at the um, the um, systems and services behind them to actually improve um, businesses and um, things like that so um, that's what I think is really cool about that process is that it actually um, yeah it's it's a process change you know um so it's about the outcome, but it's also about um yeah looking at the the process that was going on behind the scenes um, and
1: it ends up like a customer a client might come in with a problem, and actually the solution is multifaceted and mm-hmm. it ends up being not just the product designer who will come in and, and solve that specific problem for the client but it'll be um, a UX designer who will help with the flow of the website right. or the logo or there'll be some communication that will help their staff uh, better understand um, their kind of strategic vision of the business and it's just it's about business transformation and that's what happens when you have this many interdisciplinary people in yeah, one space
0: the shape of the box yeah you know, like everything you know, I, I it, the the lollies, lollies are such a good example because you know I, I imagine that when people are eating a lolly, they're not thinking about the mold it was made in, right? But in a way, that defines that product as much as any other thing that went into that product, as much as the the flavoring that's in it, right? Mm. You know, in some ways. Yeah, totally. Um, and uh, it's 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 fascinating that you guys really get to to dive into that side of things. It's sort of the the hidden, but some of the most important parts.
2: That, that that's right and and I think that's that's good design at the um, core you know mm-hmm. often it's the stuff that we don't even know exists you know you often say to people you know I'm an industrial designer and they don't actually know what that is mm-hmm. and I think that's a real um, compliment actually to um, design and development as a whole because it's it's set out to try and kind of um, hide those um, you know um problems and stuff, and um, yeah, I think it's
0: uh yeah that, that's something that that i I think about a lot because people do it seems like they might think about that stuff more when it's bad than when it's good, mm-hmm. um, sort of paradoxically, i mean. Like if you if you see an ugly screw hole or a bad seam or a sharp edge that hurts you every time you hold it or something like that, you're like, ah, oh, you know, these jerks who made this, you know, what what were they doing? But if it's if it if it works flawlessly and uh, You don't even think about that, you don't even <laughs> No, no, no. You're you're you just you it's, it just becomes a part of your life and you just continue on, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. That that that's the ultimate A eh? as um totally um it, it to, to get to a position where um, you know an object or a thing or a service becomes a um, you know an extra part of yourself um, you know the classic thing is like a a builder and his hammer you know it becomes sort of as one not to get too guru on it but um, <laughs> you know when, when it's designed properly that 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 transition that um, kind of merges made and um, that's what's really um, special about design but also mm. is, um, you know, a tricky thing because um, people become sort of so close to it that they're actually unaware of the all the hard work that's gone into get to that think, position. Yeah,
1: yeah, the idea that if it's really simple, then it was easy to it was easier to come up with, rather than actually the simplicity of it is the is the hard bit. Mm-hmm. And communicating that is has got to be one of the hardest aspects of doing design. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. yeah. And you you show them some kind of simple shape, and they're like, "That's it." You're like, you don't know how long it's taken me to get to this. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <It's okay.
0: laughs> yeah, Big time. like, you know, like, um, how much I sweated not to have a screw hole on an outer surface or whatever, you know, whatever the case is. Totally. Um, we should talk a little bit about what you guys do specifically. I guess we'll start with you, Pat. Cool,
2: yeah, so I, um, I'm an industrial designer, so I studied uh, industrial design at the Otago Polytechnic, um, and so then I just went straight into work for, um, Workspace, um, after I finished about two years ago, so, um, yeah, I, I sort of work quite closely at the, um, front-end sort of design development, um, sort of, investigation and validation phase so I'm all about um, trying to um, create rapid prototypes, um, physical um, things mostly to try and get a feel for what ideas are going to fly and um, where sort of the real opportunities for development lie and where the um, sort of pitfalls are. You're very Um,
1: good at identifying those like why something won't work and you know rather than like plowing on ahead with the design be like "Mm, this could be better
2: yeah yeah i'm I'm quite annoying within the um, (laughs) workspace because i'm always putting up my hand and saying, hold on, hold on, I think we should test this first, or mm-hmm. um, just try, and you know, I'm, I'm all about um, just getting cardboard and, um, you know, sellotape craft knives and just kind of um, trying to really get a sense of physical form and things, um, because we just totally neglect a whole um, series of um, things when we internalize everything, and mm-hmm. I think um, that's what we do. Uh, too much uh, these days is um, I'm not sure why but we we definitely internalise and hold on to um, our ideas and analyse them in our heads for way too long and so I'm all about trying to um, take those ideas and give them a physical presence in a really rapid and um, quick way Um, Do you think
1: that um, the digital like making things digital has um, contributed to that because I mean we can draw something up in CAD we don't have to make it and then measure it. It's like mm-hmm. we can actually internalise it and have it digital for a much longer time before we actually have a a real thing that we're going to play with and and use.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, it 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 seems in a lot of ways that um, uh, people's lives can get like depressingly less physical. You know, it used to be going to someone's office and they have inspiring things hanging up all over the wall and you know posted notes all over the place and their calendar has is you know been sc- it's scrawled all over it and scratched out and you know little doodles in the corner or whatever and now like you know your calendars all in iCal, your notes are all in your notes application you know you mm. might use, use Evernote to compile a bunch of stuff and you might you know follow some Tumblr, Tumblr blogs for visual inspiration mm. so you know you got it it's like it's all in a glowing rectangle. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Actually I was at a business, a Dunedin business recently, who are recognising the importance of having a place to be messy and play. Mm-hmm. Um it's and they've dedicated this wall for people to like go and draw on mm-hmm. and put post it notes up and get messy and you know, yeah. it's one step away from finger painting. But it yeah. sort of highlights that. That need that you know we never really grow up.
0: Yeah, I've always wanted to have. Uh, I just you know, took
1: away a playground. That's right. Yeah.
0: You know how you can get those paints that you can um you can paint a surface to be a whiteboard or a, or a blackboard. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's so cool, and uh, I want to do like a whole wall that way, you know, and just, prob- pre- preferably, I think whiteboard over blackboard for the dust. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For the asthmatics. So, so, if you if you had a if you had a m- like a personal motto or one of your personal mottos, one of it would be like get it out of your head.
2: Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Don't um, yeah, don't immerse in it too too much because yeah, it can be yeah. Well, that um, that's
0: good. That's a good. That's a good sum up. So, Veronica, what's your role?
1: My role, officially, title-wise, um, is story strategist and science communicator. Mm-hmm. And I said that to someone the other day, and they went, cool title. That sounds like one of those cool titles that no one knows what it means, but it just sounds cool. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. oh, wow, That's not. that was not the intention. The intention was for it to be quite self explanatory. Um, but I, but there's so much going on in Workspace, and they needed someone to capture those stories as they were happening. Mm -hmm. So lots of different projects at lots of different stages. Mm -hmm. So I spend a lot of time floating around and talking to people about what they're doing, Mm -hmm. taking photos, doing social media, um, and telling other people, whether it be press or other people within the Polytech, who I think will be interested in this. So it's kind of keeping my finger on the pulse of what's going on and lots of different areas of the polytech, so I can make those connections, so that there can be more co- cross collaboration. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And strengthening of those projects.
0: So that seems like that kind of um, relates back to that idea of um, uh, us as users of products not always being aware of um, you know what goes into producing that simple uh, that apparently simple idea. Hmm. And um, so it sounds like work, Workspace thinks that that's a story that needs to be told in a, in a way. And so, so you're telling stories. So you're, you're. Who are you attracting with your stories? So you're. You're attracting.
1: Well, the story. The story strategy part of it is that uh-huh. I am telling stories to a LinkedIn audience, so kind of a mm-hmm. professional thing. I'm okay. also telling story and um a more personal kind of culture of workspace story with our Facebook page, um, the kind of visual diversity of what's coming out of the workshop on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, When I'm working with research and enterprise, I'm obviously talking about a much higher level um, of academic research um, and how industry um, collaboration can be beneficial to academics um, and also to industry and, and, and help strengthen the educational experience indus- industry. Right. So there's lots of different stories that need to be told yeah. to lots of different levels.
0: So, yeah, so it's kind of everything. It sounds like part of that's going to be just attracting clients, you know? Yeah. But part of it, you know, just in terms of having a Facebook presence, could just be public presence so that people in the community know what you guys are up to. Yeah, you know? and
1: the, and then it's a really great place to work. Actually, I, was, I haven't really worked in a place that has got them such camaraderie and kind of um, fun associated with it in yeah. a long time. Yeah. It's quite unique
0: Yeah, that's very cool That's very cool Well, we should uh, Let's let's take a break And listen to some tunes um, And then we'll come back And talk about uh, Just how fun it is To work there <laughs> <Cool. laughs> Alright You're listening to Rush Hour on Radio 1 You are listening to Rush Hour on Radio 1 I'm Brandon Gantt That track that you just heard Was Powder by Gengar Before that you heard Quietly We Tread By Ebb and Sparrow and we started that little set off with "Light" by Mr. Gnome. And uh, today in the studio, we've been talking to Pat Gallagher and Veronica Stevenson, who um, are joining us from the Otago Polytechnic Workspace. We've been talking about all kinds of exciting projects that they've been on, um, their experiences designing things, and you know, the the difficulty of getting to a sim- a, a simplis- an apparently simplistic thing, you know, so on and so forth. Um, but uh, let's talk a little bit more about some of the specific projects that you guys have been working on. So, Pat, you've been involved in one called Sandpit.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, Sandpit is a project we've been working on for a number of months now. With um, it's being pushed by the science communication um, department at the university, um, it's a modular, uh, transportable um, exhibition space for. Um, science comm students to use and um, it's basically a platform um, yeah, which I think will in future be encouraged to be used by um, a whole bunch of different people um, to express all sorts of things so um, yeah it was a real um, challenge for us as a um, the actual exhibition space had to incorporate and allow for um, all sorts of different medias to be um, presented. Um, so, from video based works to um, sculptural insula- installation, sorry, and um, you know, um, print material, um, yeah, you name it. So, the challenge there was trying to kind of make something that, you know, is modular, um, transportable, but also. Um, gives light to um, all sorts of different um, creative um, disciplines um, to allow them to communicate, um, you know, scientific things and popularise scientific um, stuff. So, um, yeah, it was was an awesome challenge, um, um, but it was definitely a challenge as, um, you know, science communication um, is working so hard to try and kind of break down those barriers that um, often people have when trying to um, understand um, scientific stuff and um, so you know um, the main thing we didn't want to do was trying to kind of put up barriers or make it hard for um, these students that have put so much time into um, trying to communicate their ideas and sort of block them so I hope we've kind of achieved that. Um, Yeah,
1: it was a. It needed to be kind of sleek and elegant and clean and have its own style as well as not taking or detracting away or clashing with someone else who has spend has a lot of time right. crafting their own piece of exhibition yeah um to go in their communication to go in those in the light boxes or, or or in the mounts or hang because you know there's nothing worse than having a you know a pink polka dot something when someone's going for a minimalist approach you know
0: yeah so how did you guys solve that problem i mean what color is it is it white um black
1: Black, okay, black. <laughs> yeah, okay yeah, well yeah. that makes sense because yeah. if it's
0: traveling, you, it's good going to get scuffed and stuff
2: like Absolutely. that. Absolutely, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there are sort of um, clean areas of sort of creams and stuff like that that, you know, really um, highlight where the works actually are and things. But, um, you know, black is the color that kind of sits in behind and okay. things like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's a really good... Point that Veronica raised, and it it was um, there was a lot of tacking involved with that. You know, um, often we we'd go down this kind of really elaborate path of you know you know the the actual exhibition piece being um, or system sorry being a. you know an installation in itself and then um kind of getting quite complicated and then we really had to be like hold on it's not what it's about not actually what it's about and that and that's what um really cool about what we do at the start of our projects is trying to really identify what the key values are um behind any project so we can kind of come back to those and see if we're um you know hitting the mark so you know at, at the the start of it you know talking um through the project uh that that was the biggest thing was mm. to make sure it was promoting the work, and it sounds so simple, but it's something that we often um, neglect, especially as designers, because we want to like put our little bit of flair on everything. Yeah. So, um, yeah. No, it was um, a challenge, but um, a really uh, it's awesome so process.
1: paid off. It looks really sleek and neat and clean, and things. Like, all of the joins and the fittings and the way it all sits together,
2: mm-hmm. you can't
1: see. It's all just, like, <laughs> like, elegantly tucked away, but easy to access if you need to, to dismantle it. It's, yeah, oh, that
0: so- sounds amazing. So, like, no big, massive, visible hinges or anything? No, right? no. Um, can people see images of it somewhere?
2: Or the real thing somewhere? Um, not just yet, but I think in January sometime there will be the f- an exhibition... Um, going up i don 't know the details on that, so i can 't really go into it but um yeah that that's um uh February actually, so not far away so yeah it stay tuned.
0: designing a a sort of um blank slate like traveling exhibition um, is really interesting because it 's sort of at odds of what a traveling exhibition would normally be, which is a, an extremely specialized thing uh-huh. you know like mm-hmm. that 's what they always are yeah good um point. And so it seems like you guys have, have kind of, uh, you know, subverted that norm.
2: Yeah, totally. Well,
1: yeah, well, I think in science communication, some mediums lend themselves to being um, exhibited in some ways, like science communication of film, which is what I did. You mm-hmm. know, you go to a premiere, it's on a big screen, it's right. quite obvious how you how you display it and how it's distributed. Whereas, yeah. popularizing science and exhibition design and in, in science communication in in e-books and in Poster design and and apps and games and all that kind of thing. It's not necessarily as cut and dry, and you need that flexibility around mm. its exhi- exhibition.
2: It's a really cool point, um, and I think I think actually what science communication is trying to do, particularly within maybe pop size side of things, um, as well as what workspace is trying to do, is kind of trying to keep those pathways open so that when you're looking at problems whether it's trying to um, you know solve a product development kind of problem or whether it's a science communication problem you want to have like um, access and be able to push different um, medias depending on what you feel is going to fit and work the best to solve those kind of problems Mm. and um, so I think that that's one thing that we made that connection between the science communication and um workspace really cool in this um, project was trying to keep those doors open um but then
1: to allow the actual problem to be solved that's right yeah yeah.
2: so not to have a so
0: in terms yeah in terms of solving the problem like what does a list of core values look like so if you're going to sit down I mean, do you constrain it to under a certain number? Do you say, we've got to have no more than five core values? For
1: this project or for Workspace?
0: Uh, well, let's say for this project in particular. So you you sat, you sat down and you needed some core values. What do those sound like?
2: Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think when we're doing that, we try to bring it down to, like, sort of distill it down to the re- reducible, but that that's kind of hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so some things might be, uh, you know... Um, Showing showing the work is something that's like really uh, blatant but really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, access. Um, so just actually how people move move about the space. One of those values was um, transportability because we wanted um, this uh, system to be able to cruise around different spaces and um, yeah. Um, that so was
0: nothing, nothing goes without saying. I mean, you're designing a mobile exhibition, but you got to write down transportability because we got to, yeah. you know,
1: tidiness. Like you yeah. don't want to, um, when you pack it down, have a, a, a screw that's like, um, I don't know where this goes. Yeah. We'll, just, we'll just tuck it in here, <laughs> exactly. you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because you know, that's gonna happen.
1: It will, ha- yeah, it will happen. But hopefully, <laughs> if you, d- I mean, it is beautifully designed. So hopefully, for for the majority of people, it's like, oh, obviously this goes yeah. here yeah. or is, holds this up because it's so not.
0: Superfluous, superfluous. Or do you, or would, do you have like have them color
2: coded or numbered by what hole they go they go yeah. in or whatever? Yeah, there's definitely um, color coding. A eh? like, um, and and I guess that that that's usability. So that was a big um, big one, and that's usability within the um, like pack down and put up and transportation of the exhibition, but um, also within how people actually. Um, um, put their work on display in the 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 system um, mm-hmm. so you know for example is there um, already kind of platforms um, that people can um, put their work on and then print out labels and things like that and then um,
1: yeah so they can you know. design it themselves yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah, yeah. yeah is it
2: easy to get the iPad in and out or turn it on turn it off to um, show off your work you know
0: right yeah
2: yeah so do you
0: guys just put the like so you take your core values do you write them in big letters and put them up on the wall yeah so that everybody yeah. can
1: yeah pat pat makes a big mess out yeah. the back um <laughs> has a whiteboard yeah. um there's a lot of ideation and and drawing and um brainstorming and um and stuff that goes on yeah
2: yeah you're getting. and yep. it comes it comes back to your point you were making earlier in the show that um you know about um trying to get it out of the computer screen that everything's kind of so tied up and um, trying to keep things clean and tidy and stuff like that. But um, at the same time, when you're working with um, you know different colleagues and stuff like that, to try and keep everyone on the same page on something that's never been done before, mm-hmm. um, the only way... Uh, well, I mean, there's lots of ways you can do that. But the but way the that you do it. The way that I think we can do it is um, by making it really visual. And, you know, every time you do a drawing, you just put it on the wall. Um, you put it on the wall immediately and, um, you know, it can provoke a, um, start a conversation. Or it, um, You know, it, it's interesting because sometimes, um, you know, people don't actually read your drawings properly, but they actually provoke um, different ideas that are um, mm-hmm. equally as good, mm. you know. So, um, yeah. Yeah, transparency and thought processes a big one. Yeah.
0: So if you create an environment where you guys are all just living amongst pictures and words and models and stuff, it's instead of like a bunch of people talking to each other, it's more like you guys are working inside a giant brain. Yeah, nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a
2: really cool way to look at it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we need more brain space. Brain space.
2: Yeah. Hey, that could be brain space. That's what they should have called it. Yeah. Brain space. Yeah, brain space.
1: Yeah. I was wiping off some whiteboards. I was like, we need more whiteboards. So I was like, cleaning them off, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to wipe this off.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's hard. Take pictures. Yeah, uh, yeah, we yeah. do. And then trap it in your glowing rectangle. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: One of the things, one of the exhibition um, things that I've always kind of wondered how they managed to get away with it, particularly in art galleries. Because you know in art galleries, like, when you mount things on a wall it has to be very clean. It's about the work. It's not about the frame or the, the plinth that it's on. But with audiovisual work, there's always this huge Sony flat screen TV with Panasonic or Sony or whatever written on it. Yeah. And it's like clearly this is interfering with the way that the the work is speaking to yeah. the to the audience. Why have they not fixed this? Or why don't they have something over it? Or like, yeah, I don't get it.
0: Yeah. You 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 mean you don't like you don't get them labeling their products like that? Or, well in, like, in obviously obvious um,
1: you know Panasonic or Sony are gonna label their products, but I don't understand why um there hasn't been more of an effort to Make those cleaner and more streamlined, oh, so that yeah, they. yeah, you know, I
0: totally, I I totally agree, and I, I I think there are a lot of people out there who feel that way, but I th- maybe it's that, maybe there's not enough choice for people to exercise that that desire. So when you go out looking for a TV, maybe almost none of them are that way. No, and you'd
1: you'd absolutely have to design something to go over it. Yeah, you would. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Just get a little black piece of plastic or whatever. <laughs> it's awful. So, yeah,
1: it's like, I can not even believe that came out of your mouth, Brandon. <laughs> well,
0: well, really I, just, no, go
2: ahead. Oh, no, I was just thinking that, like, you know, you're taking uh, you know, something that's really um, residential and, you know, part of the home, and often, you know, you're trying to do something kind of creative to it. It's sort of like, maybe it's almost like trying to make an artwork out of, um, like, a jug or something. Like, it's sort of, yeah. there's, there's, there's two. Um, multiple uses for these kind of technologies and um, it's a really interesting kind of space on how, yeah, like, you know, in one sense it's used within a, a living room to, like, kind of numb yourself <laughs> at the end of the day. Well, right, yeah. Know, yeah. Well, it's
0: a good point. Like, these things have, have really, you know, uh, become integrated into our lives and there are a lot of things where we wouldn't accept stuff looking like that like if you if you went to ikea and you bought uh, you know a shelving system and it said in big giant letters ikea down yeah, the side yeah that would be nobody would tolerate that in their living room mm. or, 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 or early
1: the, 90s there's a lot of that like yeah maybe maybe <laughs> but but
0: th- thankfully that was brief yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and um like you know, or 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 anyth- or anything else. I mean, your your couches, or if your if, if the if 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 the, your house had the name of the builder on the side of it yeah. after the construction was done. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> you
0: know, <laughs> yeah. Um, that'd be weird. It would be weird. It would be weird. And and now and somehow um, we've gotten ourselves into the situation. Churches have where that
1: though. Churches have that. Do Designed they? by... Yeah, there's always a little plaque. Oh, but
0: that, that's like a sponsorship thing, isn't it? Like, they get money for... Like the architects. They become yeah. advertising space. Like the placemakers' church up on... on oh, yeah, the yeah. makers' place. That's yeah, clever. makers' place. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's it, yeah. Well, um, but why, why is it that in consumer electronics, w- we've, like, painted ourselves into this... Corner of like having everything horribly labeled. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that's starting to change a little bit. I mean, there, there's there's been in the last decade or so um, more and more of a of a um, an emphasis on good design. Yeah. So let's talk about um. So that we we started we started that bit talking about sandpit. Um, you did another interesting project related to wound care. We should
2: mention that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. The wound care project was cool. Um, we call it the nursing tree, um project. So, yeah, I was looking at, um, uh, a lady came to us and she was an industry professional within um, sort of wound care. Um, So, basically, we had a project um, where we had to redesign a um, um, sterile sort of um, like a change of um, dressing pack. Mm -hmm. Um, So, basically she had identified a whole bunch of problems with the um, initial sort of wound care pack um, that um, was causing um, infection and things like that, which is um, hugely costly, um, sort of emotionally and things like that, as well as um, financially, Financially, yeah, like big one. And so... um, yeah. So the, the, what was really cool about that project was um, we were trying to come up with a totally intuitive product that would um, promote the um, the correct um, procedure to be undertaken when um, the um, sort of changing dressings within. Um, so possible. it
1: was it was actually really hard. Would be really hard for you to to cross contaminate what was on a sterile tray. Because of the way that we designed it.
2: Totally. Yeah. Totally.
0: I love that idea so much. Like, because it's the difference between um, annoying people by having a meeting and imploring them to do something, you know. And like, obviously, people in the hospital are gonna be sensitive to you know being careful about that stuff, and they're not gonna care that they should, mm. you know, care and have to you know maybe think about the procedure a little bit more. But it's a little bit different when. The objects around you elegantly sort of guide rail you into doing the right thing. Yep. You know?
1: Definitely. And what we've actually noticed um, since taking on this project is that there are a lot of people who work in the health sector who have identified problems and kind of feel that there is quite an obvious solution who are coming to us like with Mm -hmm. with rudimentary designs um, for really... Like quite small adjustments to to design or procedure or service change that will have massive uh, health implications and benefits, you know, right across the board. Mm-hmm. So that's quite exciting. There's there will be a lot more projects around health um, at, at workspace in the next next year.
0: Yeah, I love that idea of how you can like simply change the a, a few a few shapes and really profoundly affect things like. I I re- I recently learned about and I, I don't know why I didn't notice this before but how in in um almost almost any modern hospital um the 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 bottoms of the the rooms like in the corridors and hallways the where the walls meet the floor are mm-hmm. rounded mm-hmm. instead of being yeah. a corner yep. so that you can't get like gunk and dust stuck in there yep, it's yep. easier to clean yep. it's just such a simple little change yeah. totally I mean, yeah. you know and it profoundly affects the 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 cleanliness of the whole building. Yeah. Totally.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> Got to be
2: uh, satisfactory for the cleaner too. You know, you can just imagine kind of moving the the mop or the the Thing, yeah. or whatever down wow. and not kind of getting irritated yeah. by this sharp edge. <laughs> yeah. Sun, exactly. Some builders really kind of you know.
1: And I wonder if that gradu that graduation would also be beneficial for like um people on like wheeled beds it wouldn't just be like a slam it would be a kind of you'd feel
0: oh yeah i don't know maybe yeah, yeah. On, yeah. Totally. um but yeah but they they originally did it for um for like just cleaning purposes. Yeah. And I I learned that on a really excellent podcast called 99% Invisible. I don't cool. know if you guys listen to it. Oh, it sounds they, great. Yeah, they, they um it started out they wanted to be focused on architecture, but it really exploded into both architecture and design. And so they were in this case talking about the architecture of the of hospitals and mm-hmm. how it's evolved over time and how they, you know, they used to be these more sort of homely things that made you feel like you were resting yep. at home or whatever. Have
1: you have you ever been to Alveston?
0: Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: They had the, the it was it's architecturally designed for like ultimate user experience. Yeah,
0: it is. Yeah, there's a like what's a good example?
1: Well, when they moved in, they wanted to uh, live there for the rest of their lives. They were like, this is our home. This mm-hmm. is and so the bedroom, their bedroom, like the um the matriarch and the patriarch of the family was in the top floor but they knew that when they got older they wouldn't be able to get up the stairs mm-hmm. and they wanted to keep the room the same so they wouldn't have to change the furniture and so the bottom like directly below their room is an exact replica of their room so they could just shift it all yeah, right. downstairs yeah
0: that's that's so great that's yeah. really cool yeah. yeah yeah um that is a cool house um so, yeah, so the wound care thing. So I, ge- I guess that was about it about that, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, th- those <laughs> were the challenges. It's been a while since i worked on that project, so it's trying to kind of get back into the mindset. Um, but it, it was a fantastic um, project in terms of um, observation, like the whole... was like every time we had a meeting with a client or, um, you know, we brought someone over from the nursing school that would be all about observation. So instead of, you know, like um, reading up on kind of... um, different wound care practices and blah 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 blah, blah. um a, a lot you of it just could dragged be dragged
1: people out of the um, <laughs> workspace and you're like lay them on it on it on the um on a table and like yeah, you
2: cutting table yeah, yeah and you're <laughs> like dr- kind of
1: dressing table. their wounds yeah. and seeing how it worked
2: yeah totally that and that's something that i think is really important like if you can pull someone in from it to um come and use a wound care um um Product that you know, oh, that's brilliant. You mm. know, if, if, if they can do it, then yeah. you know that you a nurse on the is right going to be able track. to do it, Yeah, yeah, because um, yeah. A, a lot of the time, one of the kind of issues we have with, um, you know, we often get specialists coming in with these ideas. Um, whereas they're not, um, and, and their their heads are totally immersed in this whole idea. So they've they got this
1: all of this assumed knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. totally.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where the kind of the yeah the validation and investigation type stuff comes in. Um, and then we have to take take those ideas off them, okay. um, jut them down, you know, with the car or with the 3D prints, and yep. then give them to people that um, are not familiar with them. It's the benefit
1: of having um, the diversity in workspace. Like, yeah, yeah, and no the target politician. Yeah, exactly. Um, you can just pull anyone. Like so, do p-
0: when do people get annoyed when you're, you you ask them why they do something and you're like, no, really, but why?
1: No, everyone's 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 <laughs> like, yeah. this is va- they understand the value of it, so they're pretty good at giving feedback. Yeah, yeah.
2: feedback. Yeah, yeah, they're
1: definitely a bit nervous, you know. What am I gonna what if I do it wrong? It's like, yeah, yeah we want it, we want you to do it the way you would do it, and if, if you, you do, do it, it wrong, way, then that is helpful yeah. for yeah. us. we'll yeah. learn a lot yeah. from that. Yeah, the that's reality
2: great. is, and and, and why. Our business actually works well is that you know, with pointing out those problems when you've got a cardboard cutout or a you know, a hundred dollar 3D print, Mm -hmm. um, identifying those issues at that stage um, can save you you know, thousands of dollars if you um, don't. Uh, if you if you you know identify those early, because mm-hmm. um, you know after those stages of identifying what the real needs are, what you've locked in your tooling and, and yeah. you've gone
1: to manufacture and it's totally. distributed yeah. and suddenly it becomes yeah. a much bigger deal to change.
2: Change, yeah. yeah. So you know you within those. You know and it and it feels like play, and um people often think you know what are what are we paying you for here but <laughs> at the same time, we're actually i identifying real um issues and real um you know potential kind of um problems that that are gonna occur, whether it's in cardboard or in um you know stainless steel or yep. injection molded plastic or whatever um so I think that's Th- that's what I really liked about that that project was being able to identify those issues with um, rapid prototypes that um, were reasonably um, cost effective to make yeah
0: so speaking of rapid prototypes um, you guys are mentioning 3d printing like all the time it yeah. sounds like that's kind of a huge thing for you guys
2: yeah it's just it's another tool that, like yeah. um, it it's not going to um, I don't think it's gonna you know it doesn't change our workspace in a huge way like mm-hmm. we're still um when we talk about rapid prototyping we're still doing that you know with carb or with MDF with um you know routers and um other um 2D cutting um abilities and and the 3D printer is just another one of those tools mm-hmm. so again it's a it's a validation tool um and it's um it's really awesome um, for that. Um, it has its place. And, um, yeah, yeah.
0: It sounds like a, a, a sort of higher fidelity, slightly less rapid, rapid prototype.
2: Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. So you do lots of MDF, less of the 3D printing, you Yeah, I've also got oh, a, it depends um, on projects, Laser cutter really.
1: and stuff like that. Yeah, it, depend, it yeah. does depend, totally depends uh, on the project. Some yeah. of them will lend themselves more to um, 3D printing, to 3D printing yeah. and others to um laser cutting or water jet cutting or
2: yeah. Mm, yeah absolutely
1: or just a good old saw
2: yeah totally yeah. yeah 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 craft knife saw whatever yeah and and that that's what that uh, our workshop is set up for is to have kind of like within you know plastic working with plastic working with metals working with um you know even ceramic um you know 3d printing um, and through to the print print side of things um that we We have a, a little bit of ability in every area, so that again, when problems come in, we can um, you know if it needs metal fabrication, whatever, we can dabble in that or if it needs and
1: get it to a point where you can then take it to uh, a full-scale manufacturer, knowing that the design is sound. And, and kind of scale up that product. Yeah,
0: totally. yeah it sounds like it c- c- could give you a lot more confidence. I mean, you've, you've seen it. Yeah, yeah totally. You know? yeah. Yeah. You've yeah. seen it, you've played with it, yeah. you yeah. know it's going to work. Because yeah. making making those those moulds is really kind of a ni- nail-biting experience, isn't it? Totally. I mean, because yeah. like, once you make the big metal ones that are yeah. going
2: to be used in the factory. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that's scary because, you, you know, you're talking um, tens of thousands of dollars. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and so if you can do that, you know um, print off something you know for a couple of hundred dollars or whatever, and then um, know that yes, it does actually fit into the backpack or whatever it needs to go into, then you're like, oh phew, you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah okay, cool, yeah go ahead and it's that um like um, creative confidence um, that it becomes less of a leap of faith
1: and, today, and more yeah. of a like a, a well educated.
2: Yeah,
0: totally. Yeah. Well, should we, should we talk a, just a little bit about the last project and then we'll finish up? Um, you guys worked on IceFest as well. Um, so tell us a little bit about that, because that was, a, that was a, like a massively, you know, interdisciplinary thing, wasn't it? Sort, sort of like stretched workspace to the limits?
1: Well, it definitely involved (laughs) everyone. Um, IceFest, for those who are listeners who don't necessarily know what it is, um, every couple of years, um, Christchurch puts on a a festival called IceFest that celebrates it being a gateway to Antarctica, so the importance of Antarctica. Um, And this year the theme was uh, climate change, and uh, Workspace was doing all of the interactive exhibits, so that involved programming, um, exhibition design, Graphic design, um, communication design, just like everyone was involved,
2: yeah. Yeah, totally. And that that was a really cool um, opportunity to see the whole space just um, working together on this um, one one project. And um, yeah, I think that I think that's pretty rare to um, find a space that has. That whole array of um, expertise under the one roof, and mm-hmm. it was pretty awesome to to be a part of it. For
0: sure. And storytelling, for sure. I mean, you must did you flex your storytelling muscles a bit in, in this? Well, case? Well,
1: the um, they actually flew down scientists mm-hmm. um, to walk through the kind of exhibition prototype that we'd set up that was just plastic and cardboard and and like bits of printed out stuff and and stuck on, and they would we discuss the. The facts, weighing up the f- the facts of mm-hmm. it, and making it a hundred percent true, or mm-hmm. extreme and extremely boring potentially, <laughs> yeah. um, or like slightly stickier and more interesting and not a hundred percent accurate.
0: Yeah. Um. So it's sort of like the first Jurassic Park movie.
1: Kind of. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, getting everybody into dinosaurs.
1: Yeah, and DNA. And
0: DNA yeah. and stuff like that. If and not, interactive
1: encoders and stuff. Yeah, if if
0: not totally realistic.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this had a slightly higher standard than that. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, there were, there, yeah. were uh, there was this ice core, um, and like rock sediment, um, stuff like we had real. Um, we don't want to give it
0: a bad rap because it was because no. it, it, the whole thing. I mean, it it was in 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 every like meaningful way
2: accurate.
1: Oh yeah, 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 so yeah so definitely.
2: definitely. And and everyone worked extremely hard to make sure that we did hit those notes properly. Like, um, you know, we we made numerous prototypes or every like um, exhibition um display um interactive display there was there there was um you know 10 kind of um prototypes or it was one of 10 kind of and rewordings and
1: yeah and actually um your your girlfriend brandon (laughs) wrote um quite a few of them quite a bit of the coffee i I heard about that yeah Yeah. (laughs) oh dunedin
0: i saw a few of those i know yeah this town just keeps getting smaller (laughs)
1: yeah
0: um yeah, so, yeah, it's su- such an amazing project, and I went up there to see it, and I was just so impressed by everything from, from you know, just the, all the, I mean, there, there was woodwork, there was printing, there was um, digital design, there was, I mean, everything.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it all just came together so beautifully. Yeah, it was even yeah. a big, like, eye-opener for me, you know, because we kind of... Um, sometimes, you know, we get totally immersed in our own projects and, you know, some of the graphic people, because they're working on the computer all the time, you, you get glimpses of what they're working on, but you don't really get to fully experience it. And, um, yeah, to be up there and installing it. And actually seeing what everyone was producing, and um, yeah, from like the IT guys to the graphic web design. Yeah,
1: we even have some electrical engineering in there as well with this big, like, hand cranked CO2 graph that LED lights lit Mentally. up along the way. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, that, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's, yeah. I- it's incredible.
2: Yeah, it was just all awesome to. To see the the potential of that space, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it just yeah, it was buzzing. Yeah, y- you really got to yeah see the.
0: Do you feel like the workspace was firing on all cylinders at that point?
2: Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, that is something that I think like we would love to do more of is that kind of cross disciplinary um, type um, design work. Um, Because, I mean, there's lots of specialists out there, and especially within Dunedin, there's heaps of um, capabilities within all sorts of realms. Um, But, um, like, what I really like about Workspace is that there is this kind of – a little bit of everything – all yeah. in under one yeah. roof, which is cool. Yeah,
0: I mean, it, it's, a, it's that interdisciplinary bit is it, such such power, and it just kind of it makes me wonder how that's going to be leveraged in the future. I mean, I'm mm. I'm, I'm sure just amazing stuff is going to come out. I mean, that was a that was a like museum quality. You could that could have been permanent, really exhibition. It's touring. That actually. only is it? Okay, because yeah. it, it you know it was only there for two weeks. Mm. Um, yeah. And how long is it going to be touring? I'm not sure. Uh, not sure, actually. Yeah, I'm not sure either. That might, yeah, we we, should, we should know that, we yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Speaking of which, so how how can people find out more about Workspace stuff? Like, let's say let's say they're just interested. Let's say, or maybe they want to be a client, or let's mm-hmm. say maybe they want to work there. Mm-hmm. You know, where did they go?
1: They go to the to A Block in Polytech, or they go to Workspace.ac.nz. Um. Well, they jump on Facebook. They, go, they
0: go to a block. Like, do you guys take walk-ins? Do people just show up.
1: Pe- people oh, do yeah. just show up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they go, "I've got this idea. Who do I talk to about this?" And it's mm-hmm. like, "Okay, well, this person, this person, and this person." You yeah. kind of curate them a little special team based on their their specific problem. Yeah. Um. As
0: it turns out, Pat over here does know a lot about wound care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah exactly.
1: And, yeah. and I mean, at the same time, people just ring us. People ring us and say. I want to talk to someone about this, and I'm like, give me a wee debrief, and I'll make sure that all of the appropriate personnel are gonna hear about it and get the details and send it out. Set up a meeting. It all starts with a you know a, a decent sit down and a conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So don't be afraid to approach Workspace. Yeah, we're
1: very friendly. Mm-hmm.
0: That's good. Yeah. Cool. And you guys must have like a web presence and stuff.
1: We do. We've got a website, um, Facebook page, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, that's mostly my voice. <laughs> <laughs> me posing Is something. that you? That's you. Yeah, that's okay. me. Yeah.
0: So um, when people are are following all the wonderful witticisms on uh, Workspace's Twitter account, <laughs> they can they can think about Veronica Stevenson. Well, they, they should be thinking about Workspace. They should be thinking about Workspace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on.
1: Thank you yeah. for having us, Brandon.
0: Yeah, thanks for the opportunity. It's really good. Yeah, cool. it's been great. It's been great. All right. You're listening to uh, Rush Hour on Radio 1. And uh, we'll play some music, and we'll be back.